The Beats and Geeks podcast is about to begin. Get ready. Three, two, one. Hello, this is Beats and Geeks, a Boom Radio podcast about everything you need to know about the music scene, well as well as the latest in video games. I'm your host, Scotty, here to keep you entertained and informed. On the show this week, we've got a new release wrap, which is the latest tunes from Australia and the world. Drake just dropped a new mixtape called Darkland Demo Tapes. And local boy Branzabald has got a new single called Sparse. And Birds of Tokyo have got a new album out called Human Design. We've also got the latest in music news. Bandcamp has a fundraiser to help those independent artists. And Daft Punk could be scoring an Italian horror film. And later on in the show, on Muso Chat, Psychedelic Porn Crumbits talk to producer Dirk about their overseas reception as a band and their beginnings. Let's get this party started. It's time for the new release rap. Yes, time for a new release rap. Drake has released a new mixtape mix uh, called Dark Lane Demo Tapes. It's Drake's first project since Scorpion in 2018 and features guest appearances from Future, Young Thug, Playboy Carti and Chris Brown. He's marketed the tape as a teaser for his next full-length album coming out later this year, so be on the lookout for that one. Here's uh, When to Say When and Chicago Freestyle. The dreamy one for you, the Glass Animals from the United Kingdom have released a new single called Dreamland. It's the first single from the upcoming album of the same name, which is coming out on the 3rd of July. Here it is now, Dreamland from Glass Animal. And heading back to the US now for uh, Car Seat Headrest. They've got a new album out called Making a Door Less Open. It's the first new material since 2016. And it's taking the band's indie rock style and fused it with some more uh, electronic elements. Here it is now, Can't Cool Me Down. Back to local saw now with a WA artist, Braden Sibbled. Uh, he's got a new song called Sparse, released on April 21st. Uh, he wrote it on a trip to Iceland in uh, 2019. And it says it's inspired by the epic sweeping landscapes. You can find it on any streaming platform. Uh, go buy the song on Bandcamp if you want to support him. Uh, but BradenSibbled.bandcamp.com. Let's have a listen to Sparse now. Everything's so crowd favorite birds of tokyo have got a new album out called uh, human design it was the first since brace in 2016 it's been supported by big singles like two of us and good lord it's the band's most personal release and those feel good out the anthems are a great mood booster during lockdown here's two of us i will always be with you got your name on my heart in the shape of a tattoo Plenty of fresh new music to dig your teeth into. Uh, music news up next on Beats and Geeks. Let's take a look at the big news stories circulating the music scene right now. On March 20, online music distributor Bandcamp waived their revenue share to help artists and 
labels impacted by coronavirus. The community around it spent over $4.3 million on music and merchandise to help artists cover living costs. Bandcamp have announced they will be waiving the revenue share again on the first Friday for the next three months to support artists during this challenging time. And Daft Punk are potentially scoring the next film of legendary Italian film director Dario Argento, also known as the Master of Horror. The electronic duo are big fans of Argento's work and approached the director with the offer to score his next film, Black Glasses. Argento is expecting to hear the first part of Daft Punk's proposed score soon and will decide whether or not to use it in Black Glasses. Australia's Chief Medical Officer Brendan Murphy has stated in a brief to politicians in Canberra that there will be likely no festivals or nightclub until a COVID-19 vaccine has been developed. This puts festivals like Splendor on the Grass, which has already been postponed until October 2020, in doubt. With a vaccine 12 months or more away, Australians will likely have to wait until 2021 to return to their beloved festivals. This week on Muso Chat, local psych rock outfits Psychedelic Pond Crumpets caught up with our producer Dirk about local bands being received overseas and their band formation. Have a listen. Now, I've got another musical guest with me this week, and unfortunately, Isaac couldn't attend, but it's all right, because we've got a very special guest right here. It's Jack McEwen from the Psychedelic Pond Crumpets. How you doing, mate? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. So let's just start right at the beginning. How did you get started with uh, your musical career? Um, how did I get started? Um, it was pretty much it was a uni project when it started out. Like um, I was studying graphic design at Curtin, mm-hmm. and it was like I think we were doing like a branding project or something. And so I think psych bands were the big thing at the time. So mm. I sort of started branding this band. And then the lecturer asked if I had any music to like accompany it. So I was like, oh, like, I'm doing some home recording. So sort of made this like package, I suppose, and recorded like Kibensis Lenses and Marmalade March and Cornflake. And then um, I showed a few people and they like Luke, who's um, the guitarist now, he was mm-hmm. keen to sort of like jam and stuff. So it sort of just came out from there. Awesome. So how do you get uh, meet up with the rest of the band members? Um, me and Danny, so the drummer, used to play in an older band um, mm-hmm. around Perth, just doing like yayas, which I don't think is a venue now. And like did our time down the Swan Basement, oh, yeah. Tuesday nights, trying to get all our friends down. Nice. Um, yeah, like did did the did the hard yards, and then um, I think like I went away to Europe in like 2012, mm-hmm. and sort of came back, and I was like, I want to do like a different kind of project. So just started throwing ideas around together, and then. Um, yeah, porn crumpets kind of spawned out of that. Awesome. So, what would you say some of your biggest influences are in terms of the music of the psychedelic porn crumpets? Um, I mean, definitely the Beatles and Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was really hard to miss Tame Impala and Pond growing up in Perth. Yeah, so definitely. They, they're definitely heavy influences. Yeah, but I think even Zappa and stuff like that, and then even further, like. Zeppelin and Sabbath sort of going heavier but at the time it was like the local music scene like bands like Red Engine Caves, um, Hideous Sun Demon and uh, Love Junkies like Mm -hmm. I would go out every weekend and watch those guys it was uh, hard not to be inspired. Yeah a lot of awesome stuff in the Perth scene. What do you think of the Perth music scene at the moment? Is there any uh, cool artists coming up? Um, I like listening to airline food. I've seen them a few times. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Um, we used to put on, I mean, I haven't been home in a while to go out as much, but I think when we were 
sort of kicking around like a year ago that was like obviously like Carla Geneva. She's huge now, so yeah. like she'd she'd get massive. Um, my girlfriend loves Sly Withers, so she'll go and see them. She knows like all their songs, which is great. So I Sick. think I think there's quite a few people coming out, like Jack Davies and the Bush Chucks and Noah Dillon. Mm-hmm. I always go and watch them. Awesome. And um, you talked about touring a bit. How do you find the touring lifestyle? Do you find uh, national and even international crowds are receptive to Perth bands? Yeah, definitely. I think even Australia, like when you go internationally, the Australian scene's got a huge name for itself at the moment. I think obviously King Gizzard have sort of paved that way. But yep. when we went into um, Rough Trade Records in England, like it's in the middle of London, Mm-hmm. There's like a huge banner of Amel and the Sniffers. Like they're taking over Europe. That's sick. They're absolutely, yeah, they're massive. And then I think um, everyone else is sort of like looking um, outside of. I suppose when you're international as well, you probably have a bit more of a uh, a buzz about you for people to go see. But mm. it's it's Australian music's getting really um, notable in like say America and like we went to Japan last year which I'd never thought I'd ever get to go to Japan we did a Summer Sonic Festival which was unreal awesome like I think there was another Aussie band but they were like an ABBA cover an ABBA tribute band <laughs> yeah so well, that, like that was pretty funny though. yeah awesome um, um, what would you say one of your best shows would have been any big highlights from your career um oh, we did this show at um I can't remember the name. Best Kept Secret Festival, and that was in the Netherlands. Oh. And we played like on like this in this big tent. And we're like, oh my god! I think we played Kate. We play, went after Kate LeBon and Johnny Marr was playing at the same time. Oh wow! And we just assumed that no one would be there, and there was like five thousand people crammed into this tent, and it was absolutely amazing. I never thought we'd like get to that stage, and that that was like a big sort of eye opener I suppose because we're like what is going on like, yeah that's crazy yeah, it was so good and then we played um, we played like a gig after that and we were like we're on such a good roll there was um, a gig in Norway mm-hmm. and the rider like they gave us a dressing room and it was like all like buffet meals you could get like I think we had oysters like at the festival it was ridiculous Ooh, high class. and that yeah, like the catering was insane and then all the rider was just like more alcohol that I've never even heard the name of <laughs> It was amazing. We were like, this is going to be the best show ever. And we were billed at the exact same time as, like, the king's son. So the king of Norway's son. Who was, like, he played to, like, I reckon, like, 40,000 people. And we played to about 80 people at this huge festival. But there was two Australian guys who were um, in Power Ranger outfits. So it kind of made it (laughs) worthwhile. But, yeah, never go up against royalty or Scandinavian royalty. You'll never make it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I think that's everything, man. Thank you so much oh. for the interview. Oh, good. Thank you very much for having me on. Big thanks to Jack for that. Uh, check him out on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. That's it from us for this week. Be sure to check out the new stuff from Drake, Glass Animals, and Car Seat Headrest, and local Perth acts, Braden Sebald, Birds of Tokyo, and Psychedelic Porn Crumpets. Up next is the Geeks part of the podcast with the latest in gaming, esports, nostalgic and remastered games hosted by Hayden. Thanks for listening. See you same time, same place next week on Boom Radio, not just noise. You're treating your ears to Beats and Geeks, a Boom Radio podcast. Why not show your eyes some love by searching Boom Radio AU on Facebook and Instagram to see what the crew at Boom Radio have been getting up to. We're constantly posting hilarious videos and you can even join in on the conversation to have your say. Simply follow and like Boom Radio so you don't miss out on anything. 
The geeks take over in five, four, three, two, one. Let's roll up to be a single star in the sky. That was Scotty with the beat section of the podcast. Now you're listening to Hayden with the geek section. Stick around, we're going to be chatting about the new way in which Fortnite's bringing concerts to people at home. And also, we're going to be chatting about Assassin's Creed's new way of releasing games. Not just by going, here's a trailer, have a watch. But now, they they did a little, something a little differently over the span of three days. We're also going to be hearing from you about what game you've dusted off to be playing during these isolation times. What game that you've gone, you know what, I haven't had had time in a while to sit down and play this weird game that I remember from when I was seven years old. We're going to be talking all about that and more right here on the Beats and Geeks podcast. Some big news this week with the new Assassin's Creed game having a very unique release. Originally, Ubisoft had an eight hour long live stream of a picture slowly being created on Photoshop. The hype of the release was built from the very beginning with the picture showing a silhouette of a figure that slowly turned its way into a Viking. And then as that progressed, on the right of him, there was a scene from a fight and on the left of him, there was an iconic style Viking boat. This was just emphasized by the time it was finished. In the middle of him, he was holding a Viking style axe. And this was such a powerful way of releasing a game. They weren't just going along the lines of, here's a trailer, here's a few pictures from the game, enjoy. In this time, they didn't have the opportunity to release this trailer at a bigger event like E3. So they took the opportunity to capture people's attention over a live stream and then release the next day the cinematic trailer as well as the three minute long time lapse of the art piece because eight hours is a long time to sit and watch someone on Photoshop slowly turn a dark screen into mountains, rivers, someone holding a shield and a sword. I am blown away by this person's skill. Go and check it out. It's highly worth a watch. I'm talking about the time lapse. The eight hour long one is quite quite long it's eight hours um but also this game looks very unique in the style that it's not our usual assassin's creed game it's not your jump from a rooftop land on somebody stab them in the neck it looks like more of the you can build a home they've focused on the style of you can have a place in which you live you don't just walk through the forest save the game come back to that point where you're in the forest they've focused on the fact that you can build a town you can have a family your your character has more to it than just i walk around and i kill somebody because i have the ability to. It's a really cool take on the Viking style pillage and do whatever you need to do because it's set in England. So you travel to England and you take over England one place at a time by the sounds of things, which is really cool. It's not just your, again, jump on someone and stab them in the head because that can get very repetitive. But this style of gameplay could open up a whole new way of Assassin's Creed. It's not just limited to dudes in cloaks. You can now have a two hand axes, which is so much cooler than just a little sword in my opinion, but that's up for interpretation. What actually happens with this game, where it goes, what happens with it as it develops, the add-on content, all that kind of stuff. We've got no idea what's to come, but hopefully right here we'll be covering all of the up-to-date information in regards to that game. 
Last year, Fortnite did something incredible. They had 10.7 million people on at a time to watch Marshmallow do a concert live within Fortnite. People were jumping around, people were dancing. It looked like a great experience to be a part of. And they captured that and said, how can we do that now? And with everything that's going on, how can we make a good piece of content for our audience and they blew everyone away with Travis Scott last week doing a few concerts every now and again live across the world to everyone that plays Fortnite even the people that don't play Fortnite could have watched it on YouTube and Twitch on Fortnite alone they had a record-breaking number of people on at the exact same time with 12.3 million people that tuned in in game to watch Travis Scott's performance but they didn't stop there. They created a battle a battle royale game mode that was all non-lethal weapons. So it's stuff like paint cannons and paint bow and arrows and all that kind of stuff in a party royale game mode. Where just last week on Saturday, Diplo did a live concert from his home streamed straight to Fortnite. So anyone that was watching in Fortnite had the opportunity to watch a live concert, which was phenomenal because no one's going to be going to concerts anytime soon. So it's really great to see that these communities of gaming and like the content creators and the game developers can take a step back and go, what do our audience really need right now? Rather than just, how can we make a quick buck in these times? Because people could be selling games, people could be having specials left, right and center, but creating a moment that lasts forever is priceless. Now let's talk about the last sport standing. Yes, everyone's favorite sport that's not a sport, but it is a sport. Anyway, we're here to talk about the fact that it is the last sport. It's not just if it's a sport, you know, could it be a sport? Can it be a sport? No, it's a sport because it's the last sport currently. And we're talking about the recent events that have been cancelled. So a lot of events have been cancelled recently. E3 is a huge gaming event that had to be put on hold this year. We're also talking about the League of Legends mid-season invitationals. They've been cancelled with John Needham, the global head of esports at Riot Games, stating that it would be best for all competitors, staff, and family of those involved, and the fans who would come to watch this, that it be cancelled for this year. News is yet to come out if they're going to host it exclusively online, or if they're just going to drop it for this year and maybe pick it up next year and make it a bit bigger and better. The other one is Fortnite's World Cup. That has been cancelled this year after last year's wild success, with a 16-year-old winning it and taking home $3 million. Boy, when I tell you what, when that news came out, Mum was like, why you spend so much time on the computer? Why don't you, you know, why don't you win $3 million? And I would tell you what, it's because she makes me come and have family dinner. That's why I don't win $3 million in a Fortnite competition, Mum. It's because you make me come and have dinner with you. That's literally it. But this huge event has been cancelled, unfortunately. But Fortnite is taking it a different angle this year, again, with their home events. And they're also, they're like the, the concerts from home events, but they're also doing a few things that happened last year. Like they're bringing back the championship series and the cash cups, which are all based online, all point based. So anyone can get involved and it makes people have that esports ex- experience without having the esports experience behind them. They can just get involved and enjoy what it would be like to be on the stage have the high stakes, but not have to travel anywhere and cost hundreds of dollars on flights. You can just do it in your own comfy chair, your own comfy couch. You can sit back and play a few esports-like games.
Now it's time for the third and final segment of this podcast. We're talking about Dusted Off. Now, usually what we do here is we talk about a remastered game or an older nostalgia game, but we're going to focus this week on just the fact that people are bringing back old games that they're playing right now because they have the time to. So they're going to be dusting off old games, dusting off old consoles. They're going to be whipping them out. I know for a fact I'm really, really tempted to bring out the old PS2, the old Wii, all that kind of stuff. But I've talked to a few people people and said what have you brought out what have you taken a step back and gone i want to play this in these times of you just need to zone out and play an old game so i've spoken to a few people and this is what they've had to say about it during this period of uh self-isolation i've been playing call of duty warzone as i haven't played video games in ages um so i didn't really want to buy anything um but it was a game i could play with my friends call of duty was familiar and it was free my time in quarantine has been spent mostly playing Minecraft because it's something you can pour hours and hours into and at the end of the day be really proud of your work and it allows me to play a lot with my friends and do a lot of socialising that normally I would be doing outside. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Warzone because it recently came out and it's a lot of fun to play with your mates uh, given that you can't see them uh, as well as the multiplayer on the new Call of Duty. It's just, yeah, it's real fun, real fast-paced. A good uh, good way of distracting yourself. Recently, I've gone back and I've um, I've started playing the first Halo again. It's it's really good. It, it's been a really good uh, trip back down memory lane. I, I used to play it with my stepbrothers a lot. So it was, um, you know, it holds a lot of, a lot of good memories and that, that soundtrack, man. Can't be beaten. A few very, very good games there. And the game that I have been playing in these times um, is Skyrim. It's a game that no matter what you do, you can never quite do everything. You can do one thing for an entire day. You can spend the entire day trying to just dual wield swords and swing at anything that walks you. But then again, you could just go and complete the game through the campaign, which takes so so long but there's always something there to do so that's the game that i've been playing we've put a post up on facebook that's been posted after this podcast went live and you can get involved in the conversation at boom radio au what game do you play when things get a bit rough things get a bit shaky what game do you go back to i want to know go over to our facebook page boom radio au and have your say that's a wrap on the Beats and Geeks podcast. You've listened to us talk about Beats. You've listened to us talk about all things Geeks. But don't forget to check out our other podcast on Thursday, which is the Out and About. We talk about lifestyle. We talk about sport and all that good stuff on Thursday this week. And don't forget, next week on Monday, we'll be having episode two of this podcast. And go check out our Facebook page, Boom Radio AU, and all our socials are Boom Radio AU. You can go over to our Facebook page and join in on the conversation. Thanks for listening.